0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
1: And welcome back. George Norrie with you, along with Mitchell Scott-Lewis. His website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. He's got several books, including Evil in the First House as well. Mitchell, this situation that continues to fester planet-wide, astrologically, you're looking at the charts. What are you seeing?
0: Well, I see, like I said before, a huge buildup of energy in the sign of capricorn and this is a repressive sign and look at what's happening everybody's locked in their houses and the the economy is completely collapsing you can't go to a restaurant you can't go to a movie theater broadway shows are closed down it's really uh, quite a quite an issue and and it is connected to the stock market george this market was so overblown it was a bubble waiting to pop
1: did it need something to pop it, or would it have continued?
0: No, it, it, it couldn't continue. From my point of view, uh, I, you know, I have a, a lecture on my website, uh, which you can download for a few bucks, whatever it is. And I go through the history of the stock crashes uh, for the last, you know, hundreds of years. And every single one of them is, is generated by something different in society, For example, in uh, the the stock crash of 1819, it it was a result of the end of the War of 1812 and some other issues, and the the Great Depression of 1873 was because the railroads collapsed and so on and so forth. But in every one of those cases, we see very similar astrological patterns. And this is, this is what fascinates me. When I, this is what brought me into it when I was <laughs> trading commodities. I started studying the history of it all, and I said to myself, this is amazing. And so as we, apply, you know, as we approach 2020, and I told you on the show, and, I, and then I went out and I've lectured wherever, any place they would let me. Uh, you know, four people on a, in a street corner, I would start talking about it. And I said, we're, we're gonna, this is going to pop. And the way it pops is going to be so severe because they've been puffing it up and puffing it up. It's what they call a melt-up. They kept adding more and more stuff to it, and I was begging people, you know, get out of of here. I said, you've had a stock market run for 10 years. You have all this profit in there. Are you really going to risk it all for a little bit more on top? There's an old saying on Wall Street, George. Bulls make money, bears make money, pigs get slaughtered. (laughs) That's true. And... You know, those who pay attention, they said, well, you know what, I think you might be right. Or I said, take out 80% of it and leave a little more. And if you want to be in the casino, you want to play a little bit longer. And some people did, and that's why I'm getting these wonderful messages from people, thank you so much. And some people didn't, and now they don't know what to do. Now they're in panic mode, because if they sell here and the market starts to rally, they, they can't get back in.
1: Well, they lose their shirt.
0: Absolutely. So what do you do? Do you hold on and hope for the best? Because I'm going to tell you, this market could go down another five, 6,000 points before it really bottoms out.
1: Will there be, let, let, let's say this coronavirus simply fades out and goes away. Will there be a week of just unbelievable increases in the stock market? Oh,
0: there'll be a huge, what they call a bear market rally. There'll be a huge rally, unquestionably. But, you know, frankly... I'm not sure that that it's going to disappear all of a sudden uh, and even if it did look at what we have we're, we're facing twenty percent unemployment it could it could this could we don't have no idea what the numbers are yet of course and it takes uh, two quarters of negative growth that can be considered officially in a recession right so they're not going to even call it a recession for a while but I think everybody realizes what's happening what are they you know the government's going to give out a trillion dollars and what is, what is it how is it going to help to give $1,000 to everybody in, in America?
1: You know what? That's not going to help. I mean, you've got, God forbid, if you're homeless, $1,000 is going to make a lot. But you're not a taxpayer, so I don't think you're going to get it. You're not. You can't it, this is bills. only going to taxpayers, where they have bona fide addresses.
0: I tell you, the one thing that I thought was, was, was interesting is that they closed the casinos. So you can't take $1,000.
1: You can't go put a bet on that <laughs> right. and win big.
0: right. But this is not going to disappear. This is going to be here for a while, and we're in a recession that I think takes until 2022 to completely uh, balance out. And remember, the stock market is not an indicator of the economy. It's only an indicator of the stock market. And people look at these numbers. They say, oh, the stocks are up. Therefore, what about the people that have been working three jobs since the Great Recession in order to pay their mortgage? They're not out of the recession. The stock market hasn't done them any good. But then I have all my friends and my family members who call me up and say, my 401K is getting crushed. What am I going to do? And if you're 65 or 70, that you, you worry about that. If you're 40 or sure. 45, you don't worry, because it's going to come back. It'll eventually come back. You know, it, 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 again, this is panic. That's why they call it the panic of 1873. And the panic of... And we're going to look back on this and call this the panic of 2020.
1: Let's of look astrologically... Uh, it looks like Joe Biden is going to get the Democratic nomination. No We're going question. to have a Bi- Biden-Trump uh, election back in November of 2020. Yep. What do you think? Uh,
0: I, that's what I've called for a long time. I'll tell you why. I, you know, look, I, I'm not even going to get into the politics of it, George. That's a no-win situation. Right. I'm going to, uh, you know, annoy half of your listening. I, I
1: don't, don't want to, want to talk win. politics anyways.
0: But I think that... that uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and, and whatever your feelings are about their policies or anything else, we're at a time now where people are frightened, and they want peacefulness. Yep. So they started to look at Uncle Joe is going to read us a bedtime story. And what when you look at the astrology of each of these candidates around America's chart, including Trump's, including Bernie's, including all of them, what I found was, and I did this in lectures, I said, Joe creates a passivity. And again, I'm not going to get into whether you like him, or you don't like him, or you think he's senile, or whatever else goes on. I don't care. I'm only looking at the astrology. And so he creates this sense of peacefulness, and we'll go back to the good old days, and so on and so forth. So I think that's exactly what the, the uh, uh, barring some unforeseen catastrophe, it's going to be Trump versus uh, Biden.
1: And then what? Well... <laughs> Can you, can you say? Can you go out on a limb and make a prediction tonight? It's
0: going to, it's going to be close, but I, I, you know, and again, I don't want people to get upset because, of that. you know, I pick one or the other. But I think that, that Joe Biden gets it.
1: Well, you're not picking because your f- favorite is, no, you, no, you're picking because big, astrologically this is what you read.
0: Donald Trump has some very, very bad aspects this year and they go through election day.
1: Has this coronavirus situation affected that decision?
0: Has it affected my decision? No,
1: the decision you know, of the people in November.
0: Oh, yeah, of course, of course. You know, look.
1: Though so it's not the president's fault, but I guess they're blaming no, no, him for the way not. it's been and handled.
0: It's never, It's never the president's fault any more than the economy really is the president's fault one way or another. They take credit for it when, you know... Of course. And then they deny it when it goes down. No, it's not a matter of that. Donald, it, again, it's the astrology. This great Capricorn buildup that I've been talking to you about is sitting in Donald Trump's chart exactly opposite his Venus-Saturn conjunct. What that means is that there's a great deal of pressure on him, and obviously we can see it. You know, when the stock market is down seven, 8,000 points, uh, it doesn't please Mr. Trump. And he realizes that, you know, this could re- uh, affect his reelection uh, chances. So he's feeling the pressure of these planets the same way that anybody would if it's sitting in their chart. Well,
1: let me ask you this, Mitchell. Will we have an election in November, or will this situation fester to the point where it's postponed?
0: If you start postponing elections, then you're really on a slippery slope. Because then you're dealing with constitutional issues, then you're bringing in the Supreme Court, then you're, you know, it becomes a tremendous issue, and, and both sides would get upset.
1: I agree. They should have it. Even if two people vote, they should yeah. have it.
0: Well, look, you know, the last debate between Bernie and, and uh, Joe was just the two of them sitting on a stage.
1: I, I know, nobody in the crowd.
0: And frankly, it was the only one I could bear to watch. It wasn't a lunatic asylum with 12 people up there screaming and questions. The two of them, they said what they had to say. And I think that that's what the election should be. There's one side, there's another side, let's talk it out, okay, and whoever you like, you go and you vote for them. And look, what they're doing is, with, with they're trying to, we need to change the way we run elections in this
1: country. But you're going on the record, though, because, you know, tape lives forever, Mitchell. I know that. You I, are predicting... Yeah,
0: and Joe, I, I mean George, I could be wrong. I, you know, I'm not going to be right a hundred
1: times. Well, we can all be wrong, but you are—you are, are predicting Joe Biden will be the president,
0: assuming that nothing happens to Joe between now and
1: right. Now. If he stays healthy and everything yeah. else,
0: I—I I, I think that he squeezes out the. the
1: President. Interesting. Now, I want to ask you something about Sylvia Brown, the psychic. She, yeah, I, the late I heard,
0: psychic. I read that she supposedly uh, predicted the, the uh, coronavirus. Yeah.
1: I chastised her because she screwed up on some miners uh, a few years ago who were stuck in a cave, and uh, she got that wrong on right. the air. Right. And she also had told the parents of Sean Hornbeck That's in right. uh, Missouri that the little the 11 year old boy was dead and they found him five years later very much alive. Right. and uh, things like that. But she did predict in one of her books called uh, The uh, End of Times, End of times right. And also in her other book, Prophecy, she said it twice, she predicted a virus in 2020, that would go worldwide and then disappear as quickly as it came. Now, that's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I've known some great psychics. Sometimes they're absolutely amazing, and sometimes they're not. And that's one of the problems I have with psychics. Astrology, you know, astrology is only as good as the astrologer. The amount of work that an astrologer he or she puts into their work and how much they're going to do and background work and how good they are and how long they've done it and how much they... I don't separate astrology from life. When I give a reading, uh, the more I know about the person, the better the reading's going to be. I have people who come to me and say, I'm not going to tell you anything. You tell me what's going to happen. And okay, you know, that's the reading you want. I give it to you. But it, you'll, you'll make much more use of my time and the money you're spending to hire me if you tell me what your issues are. You tell me, you know, when, when I do medical astrology, if somebody says to me, well, I'm having a problem with my kidneys, then I can focus in on the chart. Sometimes, of course, I have to predict what the word, or I don't want to use the word predict, but I have to analyze where the problem is in the body so that I can help the person before it becomes a major issue.
1: Is there a science behind astrology?
0: That's a very good question. Um, I have to say yes because of empirical data. I've been doing this for 40 years. I've done thousands and thousands of charts in my life. I've made predictions that surprise me, quite frankly. And it, it, how could it not? How could it not be a science? We are part of a system that exists. Molecules stay together. The desk stays a desk. Uh, the, the the planets circle at the same, you know orbit every year for millions of years so why wouldn't humanity be part of that system too and astrology is simply a way of viewing how we are people look at it differently i was on 2020 once and i sat next to these two women and and one said well you know uh, john said what why does astrology work and one of the women said it's gravity And i said to her i'm sitting right next to you Saturn's gravitational pull is pulling me differently than it is you? That's (laughs) ridiculous. That's not what the answer is. The answer is is that we are reflective. uh, The planets are reflective of what's happening on this planet and in our individual lives. And all I can tell you is that it works. And, you know, I can tell you in three words, we don't know. We really don't know why it works, but it does, and we study it and we go about and we lecture, and thousands of books are written about it. And there are so many people studying astrology today, it's really having a big resurgence, and it's remarkable, and people are fascinated by it, um, and people that I never thought would ever be, some of the most conservative-minded people that come to me, because they heard me on your show or they've, or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And after you know a few readings, and they're hooked, that's it. I have them as clients for the rest of their lives. They won't make a business deal without calling me. They won't, you know, take a trip without making sure the timing or if they have to have an operation or whatever it is.
1: Are you more of an astrologer with them, Mitchell, or a financial analyst?
0: Both. I'm really an astrologer because I use the astrology, just like I did when I traded. But when I traded, I learned about GAN wheels and Fibonacci numbers and about candlesticks and about support and and resistance in markets. I don't just say, oh, Venus has moved into Capricorn, therefore sell cotton and buy the... That's ridiculous. I look at the patterns of everything, and that's what makes me a good astrologer, because I don't separate it. I don't just say, well, this is why. There are people out there who call themselves financial astrologers. They're making predictions that are absolutely ridiculous. Gold's going to go to $20,000 an ounce. No, it wouldn't. Because if gold got anywhere near that, they'd stop trading it.
1: Uh, absolutely. It what, what about bitcoins? I don't follow it much.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of bitcoins. I never have been. I was on your show two New Year's days ago, and I and I, one of my predictions, because again, I go through my notes when I'm going to come on your show, I predicted that bitcoins was about to collapse, and within about a month, it dropped seventy-five percent of its value. Yeah,
1: it was. Then it spiked a little bit more, but then it went down again. And yeah, I, th- I think I, it's I in think the think tubes right now. It's a right it's now,
0: con is it? game. I think it's a con game. I think it's for people who want to be able to manipulate without being without you know visuals, uh, without anybody looking over their shoulder, because nobody knows who owns this. And and uh, you know, it just seems to me like it's you know. It's nonsense. And look at what's happening now in the middle of this crash. Where is everybody running? They're running to the dollar. Yep.
1: That's That's the the, only currency. That's the strongest.
0: In 2008, it was the same thing.
1: Well, we're going to weather this storm, believe me. We're going to get out of it. Of course, we are.
0: We're going to get out of
1: it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.